Welcome to the Connect Group's podcast series. Hi, I'm Rina D'Souza and I'm in the podcast studio with Tegan O'Rafferty, Connect Group Sector and Community Development Officer. Today we're going to be discussing how to facilitate a support group. So Tegan, what does facilitation mean? Okay, thanks, Rena. Well, first, let's define what we mean by facilitation. Facilitation is the act of helping other people deal with a process or reach an agreement or solution without actually getting involved in the process or discussion yourself. So to facilitate means to make easy. The support group facilitator's job is to make it easier for the group to do its work. A facilitator works to make a few key things happen during a support group meeting. They make it easy and comfortable for everyone to participate in the meeting. They stimulate discussion and encourage interaction between members. They make sure everyone has a chance to have their ideas and feelings expressed. They mediate if there are confrontations or triggers. And they work to maintain a safe and respectful group environment. They also direct and refocus the group and keep them on track with their conversation. This list may sound quite daunting, but it's important to remember that you're more than likely to already possess these skills. And if you don't have all of them, you can learn. Practice really does make progress. So what traits does a person need to be an effective support group facilitator? There are a few key traits to look for in a support group facilitator. One of the most important is that they have a clear and comprehensive understanding of the group's vision, mission, values and goals. Having this knowledge of the workings of the group is vital as an understanding of the group's vision and purpose will enable the facilitator to keep the group on track and on task. Other traits that make an effective support group facilitator include the ability to work collaboratively, being empathetic, personable and welcoming, the ability to maintain objectivity regardless of their own perspective or needs and good organisation and time management skills. I would say one of the most important traits of a support group facilitator is good communication skills. What do you mean by good communication skills? When we talk about communication skills, most people think good communication is all about talking and making conversation with strangers. In fact, the most important aspect of being a good communicator is being a good listener. The most effective way to improve your listening skills is to practice what we call active listening. Now, active listening is demonstrating that you know what the person is saying, you are interested, and that you've understood their message. It's a conscious choice that requires your attention and your concentration. How do we know if we are actively listening? There are five steps to active listening, which we will go through now, and they're all very easy to practice in your day-to-day interactions with friends, family, and even people you come across in everyday life. The first step to active listening is to pay attention. You need to give the speaker your undivided attention and acknowledge their message. Make sure that you are paying attention to what is being said. You will notice that your mind starts wandering. Maybe you're thinking about that phone call you have to make or what you are going to say in in response. It's really important that at this point you notice that your attention has shifted and you consciously bring it back to the conversation at hand. The next step is to physically show that you are listening. You might want to nod occasionally and have a think about your posture. So uncross your arms and turn your body towards the speaker. Make sure that you're looking at them. Step three is to provide verbal feedback. It's here that you reflect what is being said. You can do that by asking questions such as, what do you mean when you say? 
or it sounds like you're saying, you can take this opportunity to paraphrase what the person is saying. This lets them know that you are listening, you have heard, and that you understand. Step four is to defer your judgment. Allow the speaker to finish what they're saying before you ask a question. It's really important that you don't interrupt the speaker with counter arguments or stories about how you have been in the same situation. The next step and the last step, step five, is to respond appropriately. Have a think about your facial expressions. Make a conscious effort to control your voice and above all, ensure that you are showing respect to the speaker. What would you say are the things uh, facilitators might do that stop them from being able to listen appropriately? Well, there are a few things that stop us from listening. Uh, the first is that we like being a fixer. That's when we stop listening to the details and we want to provide a solution. That is, we want to give our advice or our opinion rather than helping that person find their own solution. When we are listening to, to the speaker, we can also be reminded of our own scenarios, which means we start thinking about ourselves and what we did or didn't do in that same situation. When this happens, we are no longer present and we are not listening to what is being said. The other common action that stops us from listening is trying to talk people out of their feelings, especially sadness or anger. When we say something like, there's no need to be upset or try to look on the bright side, it tells the speaker very clearly that we do not want to hear what they have to say. Just remember that nobody is perfect, and I think we are all guilty of doing these things from time to time. But once we are able to recognise them, we can change our behaviour. It's a great idea to practice these skills in your everyday interactions and conversations, and just take note of how often we do this, or have this done to us. Notice how it feels when you feel that you are not being listened to. So Tegan, apart from being a good listener, what would you say the roles and responsibilities of a support group facilitators are? Well, the support group facilitator's main role is to make sure that the group achieves its objectives. The facilitator does this by firstly ensuring that its members feel welcome and safe, providing direction in a structured session, adhering to the group's code of conduct, guiding principles and confidentiality, record and timekeeping, making sure everyone gets a turn to speak, and they steer the group to come to its own decision and managing any conflicts that might arise. How should a support group facilitator deal with conflict within the group? Well, when we talk about conflict, it's essential to remember that conflict is natural and it will happen. It's how you as the facilitator responds to the conflict that's important. The role of the facilitator is to be a calming agent. Your response can either escalate or decrease the intensity of the issue. Always provide an objective or neutral point of view. During any conflict is where your listening skills will be needed. Listen actively to determine what the issue is and what impact it is having on the group. Make sure that you separate the person from the problem. View the problem as a specific behavior or circumstance rather than attributed negative feelings to the person as a whole. And remember, confidentiality is key. Ensure that the conflict is maintained and discussed only with those directly involved. Venting to others may escalate the situation unless the issue actually needs group input. What kinds of conflict might we see in a support group? There are a few common concerns that arise in every support group. It is when these are not quickly and effectively addressed that we might see some conflict arising. Concerns such as staying on task and on time, dominant members who make it hard for others to have a say, members not talking, conversations going off track, and disruptive members and unproductive behaviour are all things that can cause conflict in a group. 
To make sure you stay on task and on time, utilize your guidelines, code of conduct and agenda. If the group is going off topic or discussing issues that your group has decided are off limits, refer to the guidelines or code of conduct. Make sure there's a copy available to display. And don't be afraid to refer back to the agenda if a member is going off track. It's a good idea to provide a parked area for topics that can be addressed at an allocated time. You might want to note these topics on a sticky note or whiteboard and you can address them later or at, at another meeting. When there is a member who is dominating the discussion and making it difficult for others to have their say, you may want to have a few key phrases memorised. Acknowledge their contribution with body language only. Eye contact and a smile, maybe a nod, and then turn to someone else for another contribution. Call on others by name to jump into the discussion. For example, if you have a dominant member, you might want to say, Oh, Susan, what do you think about X? Or something like, let's hear from several people on this issue. Or, I'd like to take a few more ideas on this topic. Does anyone else have anything to add? Draw their attention to the agenda and the agreed timeframes. So if someone's dominating the conversation, you can say something like, we've already spent more time on this than we agreed, we need to move on to the next topic. If all of this doesn't work, you may want to talk to the person privately and explain that you would like to get more people participating. Another common concern of a support group is uh, members who are not talking. Maybe you could use the time before a meeting starts to serve tea and coffee and facilitate casual conversation with members. You could use an icebreaker that involves a lot of interaction. Uh, you can always use round robin. So at the beginning of the group, you can go round the group and where it's appropriate, asking each person to share a comment. Ask the members specific questions relating to his or her experience. You can always acknowledge when a quieter person does contribute, thank them and let them know how important their contribution is. This may help other members be more forthcoming. If all of this doesn't work, maybe you might like to talk of your own experience first. Finally, disruptive members. If you've got members who are being disruptive in the support group meeting, have that disruptive member of the group read the code of conduct or guidelines at the beginning of each meeting. Make sure you circulate the agenda beforehand so that members know the topics being discussed. And above all, stay calm. Have a talk to the individual in the break. Try to find out why they are being disruptive. Maybe you'd like to give them a job to do. Maybe they could be the timekeeper or be in charge of serving the tea and coffee. What role does the facilitator play in setting up the meeting? Well, the facilitator plays an integral role in preparing for, starting and closing the meetings. Facilitators need to make sure they arrive before the start time to ensure the, log the logistics are taken care of. So they need to open the venue and make sure it's presentable, arrange the chairs um, and provide and set out the refreshments if you're having them. During the meeting, each support group will have its own structure based upon the needs of the group. A typical start to a meeting might include having a welcome, reading the agenda and reading the guidelines. It's a good idea to state these at every meeting. A successful ending to the meeting would require providing a 15 minute warning before the group is scheduled to end, inviting members to make final comments. Perhaps you could have the group share how the meeting has helped them. This can also help those who haven't had a chance to speak have their say. Make sure you thank the group for coming and for their participation and announce the location, date and the time of the next meeting. Thank you, Tegan. So if you need any more information about facilitation, please look for our fact sheet on our website 
or if you would like some one-on-one -on -one support, please call us on 9364-6909 or email us on info at connectgroups.org.au.